Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! You know, look, I keep saying that, and, and it's like it's like a great part of this show, right? The, getting to to say that and celebrate our good friends at Budget Blinds, the uh, the bringers of enlightened style shades. All halos, Robert Shade Overlords. I'm just excited to do that, and I am so glad that they have stuck with us and have been with us through the whole, basically the whole time we've been doing this podcast, and that we get to do that as a piece. Honestly, they have been supporters of this project of ours from the very beginning. And is and we will touch in on how good a supporter they are of other things in the community uh, in addition to just this podcast, which is an important part of the community support, by the way, future advertisers. But, you know, we, we as a thing, they've been great. But really... The reason they do that is so that they can bring the finest in shade technology and the latest in styles to you with these enlightened style shades. And if you are ready to add those to your home, just go see our friends right in the heart of of Lee Summit. Our friends at Budget Blinds. Tell them Jason Nick sent you. Jason, we have another awesome sponsor. We We are doubly blessed. A local sponsor that's also doing good in the community it's ask kathy keller williams realty that's right they are uh, they are a a lovely group of folks at downtown lee summit they have had a a i think some growth and they are trying to make a little bit more and they they want to get to where they want to be in honor of their 20th anniversary which is coming up next year in 2022 just weeks away just weeks away and and they are there they have a gob of five star reviews on our various google and facebook 400 plus of those they have helped over the years 2300 families find either sell or buy or both a new home and 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 not only that jason but they're good at the job you can look at those numbers but also get this in 2021 they have sold homes for a hundred for four percent of asking price and they do it fast an average of five days right look i can't say my own name in less than five days honestly i can't make a decision about like dinner in less than five days. In less than five days. But they are selling your home in under five days which is frightening to me i'm like i'm not in the market to sell my home because i like being married and stuff, but uh, is as a whole, is that where a case I would feel completely overwhelmed if like I put my home on the list, uh, listed it, and then like with less than a week, yeah, had a contract done with it. I would be, I would be almost paralyzed with that. But I'm certain. Well, that's just your own personal fear. But right. if you actually want to do it, and you're it's working, a good feeling. And if you're working with Ask Kathy, they're going to help you. They're going to, they're going to, they would hold my hand and walk me through that, and probably help me manage my. Extremely irrational and oddball fears of having a successful home sale. Right. Yeah, look, look, if you're not Jason and you're not scared of success and you're ready to sell your home, go call our friends at Ask Kathy Keller Williams Realty. They are good, good folk doing good, good work right in our hometown. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man who would never dance on my midfield logo. It is Nick Parker, mm, the publisher. I? And then I would deliver you a Chiefs Raiders whooping to go with it if you did um, a logo. And you would I mean, avoid that. I wouldn't do it to most people. 
but just to me. <laughs> to you, <laughs> I would. So we are. So we're saying we are the Chiefs Raiders of this process. Yeah, probably. podcasting. Probably. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Patrick Mahomes, and you are evil. So that's how this works. <laughs> Link I to bet Lee if we Summit. voted on that, that's not true. Oh, it's definitely not true. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city, and our unofficial sponsor today is a Secret Santa. Because that's fun. Santa! Like, it's like Secret Santas are fun to do. I, I agree. I do like a good... You know, I'm not in a Secret Santa this year. Me either. I mean, like, you and I are going to buy each other Christmas presents, but that's not really a secret. Right. I mean, and honestly, it's usually a taco exchange. Tacos and booze. That's where we are. <laughs> hey, look, we know each other. We have a comfort level. We live there. It's fine. Look, let's just trade Al, pa- Al Pastor. That's all we need. That's it, Here's some carnitas. Here's some Al Pastor. We are, we're good. Everybody eats tacos. We're, we're all happy. We're fine. Jason, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks to the big man. Two weeks until the big man. You know, I did get to have an early meeting a couple weeks ago when he came to downtown. Mm-hmm. Had some, took some pictures of some kids, read some stories. It was a lot of fun. And he told me he's ready. He also gave me a, a, a little a little uh, a little hint as to whether or not, you know, which list you were on. Me? I don't want to tell you, but uh, I don't think he needed a hint for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's, uh, let's I'm building I'm building a coal burning stove for a reason. That's what we're saying. <laughs> let's dig into a couple little things. Actually just uh, really just some news and notes. Yeah. For, for, for not a this. ton of analysis this week, just some some coverage. Right. Uh last Last night, Jason, uh, there was a joint city council, at least some of our seven board of education meeting. They talked about kind of kind of a series of series of things. They talked about you know looking ahead to the RPI land that will be available at some point in the future. We on, don't really know on the scale of the Mormon Church, right? Right, right, right. Um, kind of just, it, I think it was good it, that they do this every once in a while, and it's just good that these two elected bodies get together every once in a while to see to talk about places that that cross over, right? right? And, and to be fair, because just, one does affect the other, right? One does a, the the school board's decisions on where they're going to build and what they're going to build has all kinds of impacts on on like planning or urban planning and development, land development, land planning for the city, all these sorts of things. And so things like the RPI land, which is thousands and thousands of acres of land. Is is stuff like where the schools might go or the school facilities might go in that process really impacts on like what are the subdivisions if they build residential or like approximation to office and 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 given the school districts you know bent in the last number of years towards a little bit more um, you know non sort of non college training you know vocational training the the MIC all of these sorts of things that they're going career in that direction focused. career focus thank you for finding good words from these career focused sorts of things having access to maybe even office development or industrial development and having facilities in those is something that the district may be interested in so it's an interesting way for that to look yeah and I think you know it, it is all important if we look at the you know the last 10, 20 years of growth in Lee Summit. We just, the last census, finally crossed 100,000 people living here. What's a driving force behind that growth? The school system. So they all, they're all they all interconnected and tied. It's good to see that happen. Uh, just one, one, one little note, Jason. At the end of the meeting. The joint part of the meeting. The joint part of the meeting. Uh, the council did come back to talk about a, a couple things, one of which was the first report really from the new Diversity and Inclusion Commission that the, the, the mayor established. It was their first report. I just have one comment. We didn't really, if unless you were in attendance at the public meeting, you we didn't get to the, get to see it. We didn't get to see and hear that report. Obviously, the presentation was available on, on the agenda, but just because of the, conversa- the community-wide conversations that have happened over the last couple of years around 
diversity and equity and inclusions. I really, I really think that was a miss by by the city. Um, this is something that that should have been ready ava- readily available in all forms for consumption by the community. And it, and it may be as simple, and I would suspect as simple as a technical glitch somewhere. But the meeting was held at the MIC, not in city council chambers. So the the because it was a joint meeting, it was broadcast through the MIC's things onto the board, uh, the R7s. YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube channel. But that and then that video was copied over to the City Hall's posting, but it did not include that last piece of the puzzle. And it would have been good to hear that. So I'm hoping, I would hope that they recognize that. I don't know that we're the ones pointing this air out to them for the first time or if they've already heard from someone that they that there is a recording that they can get up for us all to see here in the near future. Or or, or at least a summary of said, you know, maybe at least put it on the record again at the next meeting so that the public can know what what, what happened and the conversation. I mean, the, the presentation itself is available. All I got to do is go click on the agenda. Yeah, who wants but to read a PowerPoint? Who wants to read a PowerPoint? And also, I the meat of that, the reason is, is what was the conversation between the council between and the commission? The commission and the city council members and the mayor. There, there were, I'm sure there were questions and there were comments back and forth. We as a community need to be able to see and hear. What How am I going to stand in obvious and irritating judgment of what they say if I can't figure out what they said? <laughs> I mean, really, people, this is about me here. This is just, about me. Yeah, just just one one small note there. That's it. Uh, speaking, Jason will stick on the board of education. They have a work session set for Thursday. Part of that is going to be uh, they've they've got on the agenda a thing about uh, discipline process, uh, what they go through there. We'll. We'll watch. We'll we'll see. We'll see what that is. We'll follow up if it's something that that's worth following up. There also, Jason, on the agenda is going to be a discussion about a book in high school libraries and whether or not it should be removed. Yeah. Um, so this is you know the, this is a thing that is coming out of the the national politics a little bit. This particular book in question is being uh, is is in the news nationally or in this discussion nationally about like whether it should be in school libraries and what have you. But there's a process. So I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch seats here, Nick. And Uh-oh. for a change, I'm gonna throw it to you to describe the process and the sort of the the I won't say legalities, but that sort of the dry piece of that. So, Nick, tell us about what the process is and how it goes through, and and what that means for like and to leading up to Thursday. All right, give me a second. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take my hat off, and I'm gonna put Jason's hat on. There you go. The process he had. This is actually really simple. So the the district process is this. It was it. There were two. I don't know if you want to call them complaints, but two things filed by the public questioning about this book. At that point, then the district put together a special committee to read and review and discuss. This was nine people on that committee. They read it, they reviewed, and then they pass along a recommendation to the Board of Education. And those recommendations can be one of three things. One, it can be a recommendation to retain the book without restrictions. It can be a recommendation to retain with restrictions, or it could be a recommendation to remove it from the school libraries. It was a unanimous vote to recommend retaining the book without restrictions. So now on Thursday at this special session, the board will discuss and likely vote on on what they what they decide they want to do with this book. So we'll follow up. It's it's an it's an interesting thing. Uh, the the process. If if you're nerdy like us, the process is interesting to watch. But but I think we're gonna wanna we're gonna wanna see what the conversation is among the board members. Right, and I guess that rolls us naturally. So 
obviously this is one of those places where the greater politics of the moment is entering into and interfacing with our school district. And we have another example of that in the last week or so, uh, of that, and this is where I get to be a little bit nerdy, so it's not all me Here's nerding the hat out back. on process. Yes, I'll take my hat and put it back on. Thank you very much. So, as as most people who follow these sorts of things, and probably most of the listeners to this podcast are aware, last week the Attorney General of the State of Missouri, um, who is also running for the United States Senate um, in this next year, put out an um, I guess we call it an Attorney General's opinion letter. Essentially, sent it out to like thirty different school districts, including. Uh, including, amongst others, R7's school district, demanding that they revoke all mask mandates and other COVID-related policies. policies, um, in, In that. The school district responded to that, essentially saying that the attorney general doesn't have the force of law. I think it's important to note that they right. responded through their attorney. Through their attorney, yes. This wasn't David Buck making a statement right. from Odias, and it wasn't Ryan Murdoch up there espousing on uh, opinion. This was They had their attorney submit. I want to say, I read this letter, and I enjoy a sharply worded lawyer letter as much as anybody, or probably more than most, honestly. Um, and this The was, rest of us just fall asleep. Right. This was definitely a sharply worded lawyer letter, but it essentially said that they don't they did not in their opinion I'll to sort of counter the opinion they did not feel as though the attorney general had legal authority to mandate or to require these sorts of actions on the part of a school district and they laid out their reasonings and what have you for it at this point all of that means essentially nothing in terms of what the district is doing nothing has changed in the r7's process for this and i i want to put this on there sort of two things. One is that's the sort of the the very structure of it. We have the attorney general espousing a legal opinion and the school district espousing a differing legal opinion. There is no current legal action to require the R7 to do anything. Yeah, there's no actual litigation or anything right. happening there right has, now. There has not been, as of time of filing of this, a filing by the attorney general or anyone else uh, to require the district to revoke their mask man or mask policies, not even mandates uh, for for many of the students. So to revoke their pass and those sorts of things. So you're this is where we are right now. I I will comment that this is obviously a topic and a action that is highly influenced by the politics of the moment. And, and we're going to follow where it is, but for those of you who are kind of like, you see these things firing off back and forth, that's where they are. They're essentially in existence now on the public, you know, in the news, two opinion letters of the law that differ from one another, and nothing else has happened at this point. And we will follow up. Yes. We're, we're just going to follow along, and we'll let everybody know what happens, especially we will let everybody know if policy changes happen or and even, there are things adjustments right. that need to be made yeah and there may be and there may be law changes that happen if this gets in front of a judge and a judge makes a decision that will be newsworthy and we'll definitely follow up on that but it's just also distinctly possible that these two opinion letters will continue to exist in the ether and we will never ever see anything else as a result and i'm going to note for the record uh i don't know if you can hear the background laughter but uh the proprietor of the bridge space just came by in what I can only describe as ridiculous Christmas clothes. A full-on Christmas onesie. Yeah, it was something else. So uh, <laughs> good, good on you, Ben, for having the holiday spirit. Ben Rayo, ladies and gentlemen, with a silent walk-by of a podcast. All right, so what else is going on that's not uh, we're boring gonna, legal process? We're going to wrap things up, Jason. We're going to wrap it up with a little talk about the holiday season. One big thing here. The local firefighters union, IAFF 2195, is bringing back in person 
It's boot block. So that will run th- this Thursday, tomorrow through Saturday in downtown Lee Summit. They are collecting donations for Lee Summit Social Services, helping a lot of families in our area of need. So that's a, that's a big deal. They didn't get to do it last year out of out of consideration and caution during during the pandemic, but they are back this year raising money. This is always a cool thing to see how people just people just give, Jason. Mm-hmm. And, they do. And, and, that, and, and this awesome. is your you're going to be downtown shopping anyway, so you might as well drop a couple of bucks in the boot while you go by. There you go. Jason, next week, I got a surprise. Is it really a surprise that people think it through? Not really. Okay. But it's good. But we're going to have we're going to have Santa. We've got video Santa did a little thing for us. Santa reading a Christmas story for the people next week. That's going to be there. So, so looking ahead because it's really not going to be much of us next week. It's we're going to we're going to give the time to the, to, the, to the big man. The best podcast is available that I wanna we put ask, out. I want to ask you this question, Jason. As you as you look ahead and you think about our Lee Summit community and all the things what are you hoping for? What's what's a what's a great Christmas gift, a holiday gift that could happen for the Lee Summit community? Uh, I, I mean, I think that we uh, we have we have touched on this and acknowledged, but there, the, the pandemic, the last two years, have been really, really hard um, for a lot of people. I, I would say for everybody in one form or another, but for a lot of people, it's been very difficult. There's been you know financial upheaval, uh, uh, life upheaval, people have lost loved ones, all these sorts of things have happened, and I would hope that when we go through our holiday thing, that we keep those people in mind who have suffered uh, suffered loss or suffered in some way, and we do something nice for somebody. And that can be as simple as donating money to Lee Summit Social Services, which we encourage you to do. You can, I mean, that's in the boot block or a separate donation with whatever like, physical needs well, one they of need. The, one of the many right. awesome cha- – you know, we, we spend a charity. lot of times on this, on this show talking to people that represent different right. local nonprofits oh, and absolutely. charities – Pick one of those and do something. One good meal, cold water, you name it. There are gobs and gobs of people out there who are helping those who are suffering in this time. But it can also be just as small as, you know, a few moments of kindness for someone who has struggled through this last period of time for whatever the reason. I'm going to I'm going to echo you with with part of my holiday wish for for the community. In addition, and maybe just Added on to right, it complicated with the pandemic, the political atmosphere of of and I and I like to keep this just focused on our community because I think it's been everywhere. But I think I think the the political charged atmosphere that we live in now, and we're about to go through it again with a with another election, is just it's going to be hard. And people, we all like to pick sides. We all like to win arguments, right? But I was talking to another another resident here. And I want my wish is that it's more of this. The cool thing about Lee Summit, the reason I think Jason, you and I get so passionate about the community and we like digging in and getting involved in things is when we take the opportunity to to push past our whatever our political leanings or you know the people that we want to get elected is, whatever we push back past that stuff, this community tends to always give when it needs to give and support the people that need to be supported. And I'd love to see more of that. Amen. And I'm going to give an example of that probably in a few weeks because I've got a really good story of some support that happened for a local organization, but I can't tell it yet. I like I like doing that. That's kind of fun. Look at that. You're teasing. I like doing that. So look, that'll wrap us up for this week. Next week, we've got Santa reading one of his favorite holiday stories for the people. So... We hope you'll join us for that last episode before Christmas. If we don't see everybody... 
Happy holidays. We'll talk to everybody next time. Bye.